is Cole Kubelik. Check me out on episode three of Cassio's Cut. We don't really cut anything, but we're talking about Little Debbie's, Crystal Burgers, and how much ketchup you need with an order of fries. It's fun. It's a good listen if you're into that. Yo, we're back keeping it 100 with Conan. The mighty, mighty D.I. And Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. What it do? Boom. What's going on? What's happening? Let's start up how we always do it. The shout outs who's listening to us and from where. Yo, if I butcher it, if I butcher your name or your city, it's the Iranian accent. Boom. Did I just read that? Scott Steiner shut down a Shoney's yeah, for COVID. His, yeah, this one that he had. Um, Georgia, I think Georgia. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Due to COVID, he shut it down. Wow. Um, uh, Cassio from Huntsville, Alabama. Who is that? Okay. Ca- Cassio from Huntsville? Yeah, Huntsville, Alabama. That's probably uh, Cassio Kid, uh, Conrad's boy. He's a, he does comedy and uh, a podcast, believe it or not. So, yeah. What's up, All Cassio? Right. Boom. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Cassio's Cut. I'm here with my buddy Ben Wells from Blackstone Cherry. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? I'm excited. You're like me. I don't feel weird now. You still have your Christmas decorations up. Oh, yeah. No shame. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> and two things. I wouldn't go as far as to call me your buddy. Let's not, let's not, let's not get weird about it. Okay, I've met you before. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh... Yeah, dude. My Christmas is still up. Uh, uh, I just, I'm not ready to take it down. Um, I just, I, I don't have the energy to take it down. And plus, at nighttime, my wife and I are watching shows. I like to turn all the lights off to leave the Christmas tree going. Yeah. Like during December, you know, there's even this year uh, or even last year, when it was so much kind of a weird year, there's still so much going on, so much we have to do. So it's like we just kind of pass it by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I can actually sit down and, and look at it and enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm, my, my lights are still up outside, too. I'm the last house on the block to keep them on. Well, I was about to ask. You you are Kentucky, so you, you got a little redneck in you like I'm, myself. Oh, yeah. We have we have the inflatables, and they're still up. Are, are, do y'all go inflatables or just lights? No, we don't do the inflatables yet. I've, I've flirted with the idea for a long time. Uh, <laughs> I do have an inflatable Clark Griswold in, inside, though. <laughs> inside? Yeah, nice. It's, it's inside, and uh, but outside it's just mostly lights. So... Is this all wife or are you a Christmas fan too? No, we're both of us. Nice. Like we start, I, this is funny, because uh, we love Halloween, of course. But okay. this, uh, last year on Halloween night, after we got done uh, doing our Halloween thing, um, we started listening to Christmas music that night. Really? Oh, yeah, Halloween? We were, we, were, we were like once, it was like 10 o'clock at night. We were sitting out in the back patio. It was a nice night. And I was like, well, you know, Halloween's kind of over. And I was like, jingle bell, jingle bell. <laughs> bring it on, bring it I'm on. I'm mad you skip Thanksgiving, which is the eater's paradise. I'm mad you just skip it. First off, okay, Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving because that's around my birthday time. And right. it's great food. I tear up some stuffing. But number one, nobody, I don't hear any Thanksgiving bangers out there on the radio. <laughs> you mean? Well, hello. I mean, uh, you've I got a band. I need, I need a Thanksgiving banger next year. There's a, there's a void to be filled there. There's a turkey <laughs> to be stuffed. Wait, you said stuffing. You're a stuffing guy. I like stuffing, yeah. You don't call it dressing. You don't do dressing. 
Uh, it's it's the same thing. No, stop, Ben. Talking about it is the same thing. Stuffing is more chunky. It's mostly in the bird. The dressing's in the casserole dish. That's right. Okay, I will say this: we did because we do several Thanksgivings, you know, with different family and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I like everybody's different versions of that, you know. (laughs) Um, Like my family, my mom and dad, it's more like a casserole. You know, it's in a casserole dish. It's kind of loose and crumbly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, we went to some friend's house and did a little friendsgiving, and it was like uh, square. It was like like square pieces. You know what I mean? Like you cut out and serve. Uh, oh yeah, there's that's the deal. That's the dressing. It's like a piece of cornbread almost. It's tight. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I'm starving right now thinking about it. <laughs> All right, well, people are tuning in for band stuff. Let's talk some band All right. stuff. All right. First of all, let's go. Let's start from the right now. Brand new album out just came out a few months ago. Got the new single again. Uh, talk about. I wanted to ask, how much of this did you have before pandemic, or is this all pandemic album? Is there a pandemic going on? A little bit. Oh, um, we're getting the sniffles. Um, let's see here. So the majority of the ideas we've had for several years. Like one of the songs on there is called "Ride." It used to be called something different. We had that written in like 2004, like wow. before we were even, uh, you know, signed or anything. It was a song. And last year or two years ago, I keep saying last year because I think you know we're still we're freshly in the 2021. Right. So two years ago, at the end of 2019, we were on tour and uh, we would play that song at Soundcheck. And uh, we had a lot of people, some some of our crew members and stuff would come and say, "Man, what was that song y'all were jamming on?" And uh, we're like, "Oh, it's something we've had for years." Blah blah. And, we were like, man, people reacting to that, you know, we should uh, look at putting it on the album. So we changed some lyrics around because some of the lyrics were kind of, you know, old school. And, you know, we we read them when we were in high school. So it didn't really make any sense. Um, so we changed it around and we put that on the album. And then there were some other bits and pieces musically that we had, like from 2016, 2017, um, just laying around but never finished. And then when it came time for this album um, at the end of 2019, and the first of 2020, we were kind of putting all those pieces together uh, and, and make, cause you know, we're the kind of band that will write a thousand riffs and we'll have like an intro riff, a verse and a chorus, and then we'll record it and put it on a phone or a laptop. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so we were like, man, let's not let that stuff build up. Let's go back. And if there's something there, let's, let's look at it. So we did. So uh, a lot of that stuff was, was stuff that we got to uh, go back and revisit and finish writing essentially. Um, except for like the lead single again, that was written completely in the studio. Like we didn't even, that song didn't even exist when we went in to record. We just wow. wrote that on the spot. So, and it was our first single. So it's kind of cool how it works out. How do you, how did you decide that? How do you decide what's going to be your first single? Once all the, tr- of course, we never really know while we're making the album. Right. I mean, you might have an idea and go, oh, that would be a good one. Um, but once it's all done, mixed and mastered, uh label management they'll kind of come with their opinions and then we'll give our opinions but honestly we all agreed this time out of the gate we wanted to go with again just because um it, you know it was a, it, it, we thought it had a great riff and it was a you know it was a pretty heavy, it's pretty rocking song and a great chorus and we wanted to come out of the gate with it you know and it's, it's a good message too and i thought it, you know we thought it would excite all the old school blackstone cherry fans so you know this, this one was pretty unanimous well, I was going to say it, it, uh, and I mean this in a really, really good way. It, when I first heard it, it, it sounded, it almost seemed familiar as in a Blackstone Cherry jam. Yeah. Um, I noticed you mentioned it, uh, you know, good message, good lyrics. Uh, this whole new album has a, 
It's got a bunch of deep songs on it. Yeah, it does. A lot of uh, things. Was that purpose or was that just, hey, it pieced together that way? Um, I mean, we never sit down and think we need to write deep songs or we need to write songs about right. this. You know what I mean? Because it's like if you're trying to write a deep song, it ain't gonna, it's not, it's not legit. And people are going to be like, dude, that's not real. You know what I mean? Right. People can't relate to that. Uh, Chris had just, like when Angels Learned to Fly, which is a, a deep song, Chris had just lost his mother-in-law right before that. So those lyrics were inspired by that. Um, um, and yeah, like In Love, in with, love the Pain, with the Pain. In Love with the Pain was a cool song. We originally had written that um to be pitched for a different artist and then we kind of put our our blackstone cherry thing on it and then it became one of our favorite songs on the album that almost wasn't going to be on the album we were like well we don't know does it sound like us does it not sound like us and then then we kind of look at each other and go well what does us sound like you know we've, we've been able to do so much different stuff um so far it's like you know and then we put it out and that was like at first i was like man i wonder if people are going to think this is too like pop rocky we love that you know what i mean like as much as we love the heavy stuff we are a sucker for good melodies you know <laughs> yeah. um, um and then lo and behold that was like one of the everybody's favorite song um so you never know you know it, you can always second guess but it's never good to second guess too much if you if you believe in the song then it'll do its job you know if you're hesitant or you wrote it for just radio success or just so you think it might go to this type of audience then it's not going to happen because it's not it's not genuine you, you you guys tweeted out uh, some of the like behind the scenes uh, track commentaries, what the word I was looking for, for some of the songs that uh, are on this new album. Uh, and you you just mentioned it, and, I, and I, it made something click to me. I wanted to ask, um, you said you thought it might, uh, In Love With The Pain, uh, you thought it might be a country song. Right. And you guys have had success before Stay was yeah. bought and was a huge hit. So let me go back to there. Maybe and was that the was that the first song time somebody covered one of your songs? And were you hesitant to begin with because it was going over, or how, how does that all come about? No, I think the first time one of our songs was released by another artist was in two thousand and ten, and it was an artist from South Africa, and he was on South African Idol, and he covered a song of ours called "Things My Father Said." Oh, great! Song. His name is Elvis Blue. Uh, Elvis, Elvis Blue. Speaking of Elvis, Elvis birthday. Birthday day. Uh, I'm celebrating. Hey, oh, um, <laughs> uh, Elvis Blue. And you can look that up. He did a great job. He won the show uh, by covering our song, on really, South African Idol, and then he released it as his first single. Um, that was the first time anybody ever recorded one of our songs, you know. And then. Um, Stay came out on our album. We got to know Florida Georgia Line because we had written some songs with them before they were even, before they exploded, you know. And they always said, man, we love that song, Stay. Um, and then they cut it and put it on their first album. And we found out it was going to be a single. We were thrilled. Like, people were like, y'all, y'all get mad? Did you let them do that? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, I mean, you know, if, as it, we're also, we're not just a band, we're songwriters. So, Anytime somebody thinks your song is good enough to put on their album, that's a huge compliment, you know. And that's that's one of the greatest as a, as a songwriter. So we were we were thrilled. And now you can afford two Christmas trees. That was a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> so when did it? They're all fake though. So after that, did you switch? I mean, when does it switch where you go? I might. I know you said you're songwriters, but when do you go? Hey, I might. I'm writing this and this might be somebody else's song. You know, I, I think I, I feel like as an artist, you might want to go, these are my babies. I want all these. 
but when does it does it ever switch where you go you know what i i can see that somebody else doing this i think we do that a lot i mean most of the time when we write we're writing for us you know what i mean um we has our style and our our melody and our our type of riffs and phrasing and stuff like that now there will be some times where we will listen back to songs and go or while we're writing a song we kind of go man this is a great song i don't know if it's one of our songs but it's a great song so let's finish it and see where it can go let's try to pitch this thing you know um, kind of like what happened with In Love With The Pain, but then we just kept coming back to that and listened to it, because we all loved the chorus. Um, and we just said, look, let's, let's rock it up a little bit and, and put our stamp on it. And we're like, Chris, won't you go in there and sing it? And let's not think about somebody else singing, you know, get those other artists out of our mind. Let's us do it, because, you know, um, it's a song we wrote. And then when we did that, it was like, man, this sounds, this sounds great. You know, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we ended up doing that because I love that song and I'm glad it's on the album. Let's, uh, let's talk about how you guys have been lucky enough to uh, sneak in a few uh, socially distanced pandemic shows here. How, how has that been? How is the new, uh, I guess from the stage side, how, how are social distance shows for, to you now? I mean, they definitely look different than what we're no used to, you know, but honestly, um, for us, it's the thrill of being able to go play has been amazing. You know, uh, we did like maybe eight shows total last right. year, eight or nine. And we would normally do that in like a week and a half, yeah. you know. Um, so, but the main thing we took away from it, and yeah, it's different seeing like the pods and all that kind of stuff, you know, whatever. Um, but see the, the joy on people's faces because they needed it just as much as we needed it, yeah. you know. That was the one thing we took away from it was going, man, we can't believe how many people still came out to a show when they knew they had to be in either a car or a, a, a 10 by 10 square and all this stuff. They still came out because there's a testament to how much people need and want, you know, live music in their life. Um, so we were great to get, we were happy to give it to them. That's exciting, man. I, and it's just going to get more and more like that as well. Before we get into the, uh, the countdown, which we usually end the show, uh, I thought this was a cool project. Um, a lot of people bake and learn how to bake during the pandemic or learn something during the pandemic. You started a clothing line. Yeah. What, what in the world? Tell us how Surf Monster came about. So I've wanted to do it for a long time now, but normally when we're on the road, um, I wouldn't have never had the time to devote the way it deserved to be devoted to, you know? Yeah. Um, so this year coming about, and I said, once I was starting to learn that more and more of our you know, uh, tour dates were going away, you know, I said, okay, I'm not going to be a victim of 2020. Uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to, there's going to be a silver lining here. Um, so, and plus I'm just not used to sitting. Like I cannot stand just doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always, you're like a shark. Yeah. I'm always overwhelming myself with projects. Yeah. Um, and my wife, she's, she has, she hasn't stopped working the whole time. So a lot of times I'll just be sitting around searching for my purpose in life. <laughs> You know, yeah. and uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this clothing line. So well, we love the beach. We love uh, the surf culture and the tiki. We, we just love the whole, the whole Jimmy Buffett deal. Um, so I said, I want to do a clothing line that's kind of like um, inspired by all that, but also different. Like I want the designs to be a little different, a little more rock and roll, a little more cool and, and quirky and fun. Um, so I just did it. And I said, okay, I'm, we're, we're going to call it Surf Monster. Um, and then we've had so much fun with it, you know, uh, it's all working, your art, right? Working with it. So what we do is all the concepts and designs are hundred percent from scratch. Um, whether it's 
we work with a team of different illustrators, some guys that I really have, have put trust in and, and I love their work. I'll go to them and say, hey, man, here's what I'm thinking. I want this type of deal and I want it to look like this and blah, blah. Um, Cause these are professional illustrators, you know, and I, I love to illustrate. And I love to draw. And that's one of my new goals for this year is to hone in on that and, and get that tighter, you know? Um, but we would go to these guys and they would send us sketches back and I'd say, no, let's, you know, that's great. Or let's change that. Or let's add this. And we would work together back and forth until I got it exactly where I want it. Then once I get the design, um, we work on colors and uh, I sit at my computer and we put them on different t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, hats. We just, that's the that's the process part right there is figuring out yeah. okay what design goes best on what garment you know um and then figuring out the the world of of, of clothing it's like we're not going to buy the cheap stuff just because it's cheaper like you know we, we want to buy stuff that we would wear normally you know the yeah. soft cotton stuff the we want we want the higher end stuff because that's what people are going to want we don't want to be a cheap brand so it has been a great creative outlet for me uh and jessica uh having so much fun with it we've got New shirts coming out next week, actually. So we're already um, trying to keep it fresh and current. And now we're planning for spring and summer stuff already. Cause you just have to, I've learned that you have to say so much ahead of the game. So they can check that out at surf monster store, right? Surfmonsterstore.com, And we're Facebook at surf monster official Instagram at surf monster co that's CO at the end. Man, that's crazy. Bacon, some people's baking cakes and you got a clothing line. <laughs> we, all, fun, I mean, we always knew you were the fashion one. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> you wear a bandana like, tied like, around I your neck. Like some fashion. You wear a bandana tied around your neck. You you I like fashion. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That is. When true. did that start? 2018. I started doing that. Um, did you just try it out? Did you see somebody? Well, I mean, what yeah. Was... I mean, I tried it out because I mean, I love uh, I love rockabilly stuff. You know. Yeah. And uh, I would see those old pictures of like Brian Setzer and all those dudes like that. And I love Western music too. I love old school country and Western. So I tried to combine the two to a degree. And um, even though we're a hard rock band, you know, I love being abstract from what, you know, I'm not going up there wearing all black and like spiked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like we're Slayer up there. Do you own a pair of leather pants? Uh, I did have, I do have a pair of leather pants, but I don't wear them anymore. I wore them. <laughs> we did a live DVD in 2014 and uh, I wore them on that live DVD and I haven't worn them since. I just, uh, they're really cool and fun, but I'm not, I'm not slash meaning that I can't pull them off like slash does. I don't look right. cool. I do not look cool in them. <laughs> it's just a weird look on you. Huh? They just belong in a drawer. So we can go find that on DVD. That's the best part. You don't think you look good, but it's recorded. <laughs> I know. Forever. What was I thinking? My, my <laughs> debut time to wear these pants, I wore them on a DVD. All right. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, we got to hit with the, uh, the, the, uh, countdown where I hit you with 10 questions. Uh, we go 10 to one, uh, and, uh, you give us, we'll get in and get out of here. Number 10, Ben Wells, a black stone cherry. Number 10, name something that's a perfect 10 in your life. My wife. There you go. It's always the good answer for all the married guys. I talk to right. I like that. You're smart. Number nine, um, nine is the German word for no, and it's fitting. We're here in January name something you writing off for the new year name some it could be food or it could be a you know some kind of anything it could be something you don't want to see anymore something you want out of your life uh i've been trying to eat less um i always try to eat less i always try to avoid fried food completely mm. but i'm a i'm a potato chip hound so i'm trying to get rid of potato chips oh potato chip hound 
What's your weakness? The barbecue poppables. It's oh, so bad. Poppables are so good. I need a bag of them, dude. I need a bag. Well, of that's them. the problem. They're supposed to be quote healthy for you, and then you you eat a thousand times more. Yeah, then you eat a whole bag, and you're like, <laughs> dang. Yeah. Before you get out of the potato chip game, try the. I just tried the game day chili. They're pretty good from Lay's. All right. All right. They're pretty good chip. I I'll like the that. feedback. All right. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Uh, wh- what do you want your last meal to be? What's the last thing you ate when Ben Wells goes out? And you can you can mix and match. It could be from restaurants, home cooking, wherever it's from. It doesn't matter. I want top to bottom. We need apps. We need dessert if you want it. Drinks. What do you got? got? So we're gonna have chips and salsa and guacamole. I could eat my entire weight in that. From anywhere? Uh, from our local restaurant here and called Garcia's, uh, which is a, our, the best Mexican restaurant on the planet. And, and that's uh, in Kentucky. Yes, I'm going there tonight. Actually, I cannot wait. I'm, I make I make plans. We're celebrating Elvis's birthday. I'm getting a cake. It's a whole deal. Um, so chips and salsa and guacamole, side of cheese dip. I'm gonna have a meatloaf dinner with some green beans, some mashed potatoes, some peas on top of the mashed potatoes, like a little bird's nest. Nice done. School. And then we're gonna have a side of macaroni. Then we're gonna get some dressing. Is this all home cooked? Yeah, it's all home cooked. From yeah. you? From mom? No, no, this is from my, I'll do this for my mother and, and my Nana. That's okay. the best meatloaf and mashed potatoes deal. And then we're going to have, also from Garcia's, I'm going to have, they have made the best skinny margaritas. Essentially, it's a margarita just without a lot of the pre-made juice, so it's the bomb. Okay. Uh, you just line those up, keep those coming all night long. <laughs> it's then, like uh, the poppables, they're lighter so you can have yes. one. Okay. Yes, you feel better about yourself after. I don't like I'm it. Gonna get some some popcorn shrimp from any random seafood place in Florida will be good with me too. Okay. That dessert? Are you a dessert guy? I'm not a big dessert guy, but this is going to be my last deal. So I'll get a, like one of those hot fudge brownies. It's like hot on top of big old scoop of vanilla bean ice cream. All right. Let me go and, back to the and chip. a family, family bag of Twizzlers, please. You, Twizzlers. Oh, there's your sugar yeah. too. Yeah. You put Twizzlers on your rider. So I actually, I quit Twizzlers in 2016. <laughs> I, it was a little bit of an addiction. That sounds like a problem. Yeah, it was. We would get family bags on the rider. And I mean, I would sit there and just grab four. You don't just grab one. You're not a loser. Just grab <laughs> one Twizzler. Yeah. You grab a handful and then you're sitting there. I wouldn't, I couldn't go to the movies without them. And I couldn't, I couldn't watch a movie at home without them. I was like, I had to have Twizzlers. Oh gosh. Um, and so then I was like, you know what? Like, I need to stop eating Twizzlers. This is not good for me to eat this many. Was everybody making fun of you? Was it a wife thing? Or no, you it, just, it, it became a thing. Like, even like fans would come and bring me Twizzlers too. Cause I just knew <laughs> I love Twizzlers, you know? And I, I appreciated it because I ate the hell out of them. But I was like, this is a lot of candy. Maybe I should stop eating it. And it's so hard. Cause I'll walk by the aisle and see them. And I'm like, oh, I miss you so much. Has anything since 16 approached Twizzler level on the sweet side? No, I tried to do a lot of sweet. That was my one sweet thing. Like I, okay. I didn't, I was never like a huge, like when I was Candy younger, guy. I would eat, I would eat Starburst all the time. And I do yeah. love Starburst. The pink ones, you can't beat that. Um, but I would never just go to the store and grab a Snickers, you know, or do this and this and this. It was always that kind of the fruity, chewy stuff. Mm. Um, Don't pick up the sweet tart ropes then if you see them. Yeah. See, I never you have was another addiction on that. I mean, but I look at them all the time, you know, but. Don't, don't do know, it. Okay, I won't do it. You'll go back into the dark hole. You, gotcha. I don't need to go into the abyss anymore. But I got. Let me go one follow up. You went chips, salsa, guac, and cheese dip. Are you counter? Are you double dipping? Like 
I like yeah. to go. I like to go cheese dip and then into the salsa. I've done that. That's that's a nice combo. Yeah. Do you go? Do you dip in the like double dip in the guac? Or but do I'm you, not going to put the guac in the in the salsa. No. Okay. Good. All right. Cheese dip and salsa is the way to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, number seven. When you were seven years old ish, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, definitely, I wanted to be Elvis Presley. Really? Hundred percent. Like I was. Uh, uh, I was obsessed with Elvis. You know, uh, elementary school all the way through. That was just my deal. So I wanted to be an entertainer and play rock and roll. So the whole time, that was awesome. Yeah. Number number six. How do you want to end up six feet under? You just had your last meal. What's the perfect way to go out? Like, how do I want to die? Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it took a turn. I guess, I guess peacefully in my sleep. I don't want to feel any pain. <laughs> I don't want to be sad. So just, you know, I want to be comfortable, content, and ready to go. Well, I want, I want like a, uh, a, inst- I want to die in a, a jet ski accident where we collide, me and, and just a random one. They've already jumped off. They're safe, of course. Gotcha. But it's a, it's a burst. So I don't feel anything. Yeah, but it's a quick deal. Because, yeah, because I have a, I have a saying, uh, and a mutual buddy of ours, David Lynham, we, we have a saying, you, you cannot not smile on a jet ski. It's impossible. Right, yeah. If you're not smiling on a jet ski, you're that guy on Tiger King <laughs> yeah. at the very end. It's just riding. Oh, well, if you can, now, if you're doing the cool mode, that's a different <laughs> He's on the school wave runner. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, uh, five, five-finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? I've never stolen anything in my life. Stop it, man. I know. You, you, you I mean, still, unless I stole a coffee creamer from a hotel lobby. I was about to say you stole stuff from the coffee from the a hotel. coffee creamer, maybe, but that's there for the taking. Do you steal the condiments? Yeah. I mean, do you steal the um, the uh, all the shower stuff? No, I don't do that. Really? I, okay, wait. I have done that. You've done it, but that's not a regular thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a regular. I have a whole drawer of travel yeah. size. I've done that. So yeah, that's, I guess I'm guilty. You ever snuck into a second movie? Pay for one, sneak into the other? For sure. That's stealing. No. <laughs> I tried to get you on one. <laughs> you said no. no. That's just a standard procedure with you. That's All just, right. That's, just what you do. <laughs> that's what we know. All right. Four. Mount Rushmore. This is gonna this might be weird for you. It's tough. You're not a you're not a sweets guy, but number four is the Mount Rushmore of Little Debbies. Have you ever had Little Debbies? I've had little Debbie's. But you're a beacon of health over there. I've had little Debbie's. I'll tell you what our witness was, has been the, or used to be is the Christmas tree cakes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that goes with the Christmas theme. Yeah. You got to have them all around. I don't, you know, I don't buy them any other year, but, you know. Do you like uh, oatmeal cream pie? Naughty buddy? Swiss I cake would, roll? I, I do like oatmeal cream pie. But, again, we just don't – I don't buy them, you know. I mean, mm. if, that was, if, if I was starving there was one in front of me and that's all I had, yeah, I'm going to tear it up. So it's not like I don't like them, you know. I do like them. I just don't. Uh, I don't. I don't buy them. Maybe I should do top four chips and salsa condiment dips or something. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, number three. This is going to be interesting from a musician's point of view. Three albums on a deserted island. I always make the disclaimer. This does not mean you're saying these are the greatest albums ever made. These are just the three you would choose to listen to forever, basically. That is hard. Um, I would definitely say Elvis's gospel album. Okay. Um, Aerosmith Toys in the Attic. And oh, we, oh, you can't see it because of the neon sign, but that's what's right here. Toys in the Attic. Oh, right, go ahead. Nice. So uh, the Elvis gospel, uh, uh, Toys in the Attic, 
and any greatest hits album any uh christmas albums i was gonna say the christmas album i've had to go probably back to elvis's christmas album because that's uh or that the bing crosby one was on my turntable a lot this year i'm about to say you even put that on social media you were yeah, feeling i that could one. listen to that stuff so if i'm on a certain album i want to be happy so that, that'll make me happy let's do this let's circle back real quick since you don't have little debbies on your rushmore let's go rushmore of christmas songs Oh gosh, my top favorite, four. my top four. Yeah, no Little particular Drum, order. Little Drummer Boy. What by David Bowie and Bing Crosby? I do love that one. That's great. I that's do love song. Bob Seger's version though too. Okay, that's a Bob great Seger. one. Uh, All right, Silent Night. Any any particular version? Uh, obviously the Elvis. I also love Tenado <laughs> Connor's version. Of that is incredible. Really? And Stevie Nicks does a great job of that too. I have not heard the ladies do it. I'll check it yes. out. It's very right. good. Uh, oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Because it reminds okay. me of just being a little innocent kid and here in the, here in the Any deal. Any particular artist or just you two no, singing just, it out yeah. of the hymn at church? Yeah. And All right. Man, this is so hard because I love so many. Um, Christmas Shoes, Dominic the Donkey. I love I love, love Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> Chris. Let's, let's put that in there. <laughs> I'm in. It's in yeah. mine. It's in I mine. love that. That's a great song. Italian uh, Christmas donkey, la 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 la. Great All right, song. number two. Uh, this is interesting because you are a musician. As a fan, first concert you went to, and last concert that you went to as a fan. First concert, our first major concert was Aerosmith. Okay. Aerosmith, uh, You and the boys, you and your parents. So who's me, going? Me and a friend of mine. His parents took us. Nashville, Tennessee, we saw Starwood Amphitheater. It's amazing. Life-changing. Life-changing. Um, That's why okay. Toys and Addicts on your on your dessert. Oh, Aerosmith is like, yeah, they're, where Elvis is my all-time, Aerosmith is like right under as far as my favorite band. You okay. Know? Uh, my last concert that I watched. That you went to, yeah, as a fan. As so a not fan, your so. opening up. Okay. Not, you, uh, you, you guys aren't working with, you went, I'm going to this concert. I'm trying to think. I know, that had to be a while for you. Yeah, because we've been on tour about maybe uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy okay. Buffett or the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, Buffett or the Eagles was the last one I saw, 2018 or 19. That's strong. You got to see the Eagles. Yeah. They were great. Full crew, basically? Yeah. Full on up? Yeah, we had Vince Gill, you know. Oh yeah, we just said you know it was, it was it was it was Don Henley and uh, all the boys, you know. Strong. Yep. All right, and number one, uh, if you could be a wrestler, new or old, doesn't matter. Who are you going to be? And then tell me your tag team partner. My favorite wrestler growing up was I always loved Jake the Snake. Strong. I was like I thought he was awesome. Carried a snake in a bag. I mean that's Strong bad. That. Ass. Who carries a snake in a bag? You know? I figure you're from Kentucky. There's a few dudes that hold a oh, snake. Oh, I'm sure there are probably right now at Walmart. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, my tag team partner had to be like, I'm going to go with like Ted DiBiase. Oh, strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's I a like good guy. Oh, we, got, we got this guy right here. We'll do this. He's waiting on you. He knew he, he knew you were coming here today. A oh, there he is. <laughs> Look at him. Looking swag. Huh? Looking yeah. sharp with the belt. I like it. That's a guess. Good Jake the Snake with uh, Ted DiBiase. Y'all are dirty, man. I know it gets you weird. Y'all are dirty. With slimy. All right, dude. I know you're a busy, dude. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh, one more time, SurfMonsterStore.com and on all the social media. 
Yes. And then, of course, new album is streaming everywhere, right? That's right. That's right. Y'all go check it out. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Even over Thank you, man. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah.